Hello, and welcome to the Table and Well podcast. I'm Tennyson. And I'm Janelle. Thank you for joining us as we discuss topics and give practical tools that help you live, grow, and be in healthy, joy-filled relationship with God, yourself, and others. For more information and resources, or if you're looking for coaching, connection, and community, please visit tableandwellco.com. We hope you enjoy this podcast. Thank you for joining us today for episode 38 of the Table and Well podcast. We are so excited that you're here with us. And as always, please feel free to download and subscribe to this podcast on your favorite listening platform. Um, Registration for our fall session of the Collabs are now open. Um, Again, the Collabs are an eight-week relational growth intensive um, and they're just designed to help you live with relational health with God, yourself, and others. And we do that by sharing tips and tools and practices that you can practice real time in real relationships to grow your relational maturity. This is one of the things in Table and Will that brings Janelle and I so much joy. And we hope that you would join us in this endeavor for your relational maturity. So we're going to be continuing our conversation on group identity. Um, And again, as we've said in previous podcasts, this information has been derived from a book called The Other Half of Church that was written by Jim Wilder and Michael Hendricks. And if you have not read the book, I would encourage you to do so. It is it's fantastic. So if you remember the two questions that are always asked whenever we walk into any relational situation, our brain goes through this process of asking these questions and trying to figure out who are we and how is it for us to act in this situation. And I think it's pretty awesome because that's what Jesus did. He gave us a roadmap of what that looks like, of who we are and how to act in situations. Um, In this episode, we're going to look at some of those things that Jesus did and some of the identity statements that he made that absolutely confirmed this is who we are and this is what we do. I think Paul also did that in Colossians 2.16 without reading the entire scripture, but he says statements like, therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, that is a direct answer to the question of who are we or who are my people? And then he says later on, it says, clothe yourself with compassion, kindness, humbleness, gentleness, and patience. And that is a direct answer to the question, how are we to act? And so even Paul does it. He walks through in different situations and he says, this is who you are. You are a chosen people and you are to act like this. Clothe yourself with these things. And he just took the lead from Jesus who had begun that process earlier as he walked on the earth. And so we're going to begin to look at that a little bit today. We're going to dig deeper into that, some of those identity statements that Jesus made. And another thing that we're going to be looking at is how important maturity is in the growth and in the development of healthy group identity. So here is, I guess, would be technically part three of our conversation on group identity. We talk about this a lot is that people will sell their souls for identity and belonging. Yep. Not just teenagers. Nope. Not and just teenagers. Not just teenagers. The And it comes into play in the maturity conversation yes, that we often have mm-hmm. is that we should be growing through our maturity stages relationally where we move from that infant whose only job is to receive child whose only right. job is to take care of themselves mm-hmm. into that adult phase of learning how to take care of yourself and one, one other person. person into that parenting stage of learning how to love sacrificially. It's like, we're not making it all the way through those stages. We will be full grown adults who are still 
selling our souls for identity and belonging because we don't know who we are and we're desperate to know. Yes. And it's interesting because I was just thinking here too, we talk about those two questions, who are my people and what do my people do? And I think there may even be a third question that kind of sneaks in there. And that that third question is, what am I going to do in this situation that will not hurt my people? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that does come in. Yeah, my, be- my and I don't belonging. even know if it hurts my people. Yeah, but it is my the people I my belong belonging, to, my belonging to those to people. The, yeah, yeah, like because I yeah. don't want to lose connection, right? Because we we as humans desperately need connection, mm-hmm. and we will do anything to keep it. Yeah, and why so, do we stay in abusive relationships? Because connection, connection, and you belonging. feel like, and you feel like you belong there. Mm-hmm. You and and you don't know your identity. Part right. of that too. There's all of those things come into play. Right. And it could be a very toxic situation. Right. And, and we're going to talk more about that on the next podcast. Of, there's a reality that not, we talk about this euphoric, like healthy, healthy, perfect. like group belonging where <laughs> right. everybody's healthy and we want to be like the people we're with and that that's how this should be. But this conversation is about the church. It's about corporations. It's about families. But it's about the church. But it's about the church. And we have found that there's a lot of churches that are not healthy. And there's a group identity that's created Mm -hmm. that's actually pretty toxic. Yeah. And then we find ourselves wrapped up in it for fear of losing our belonging. Because as Christians, there's not a ton of places for us to belong, especially yeah. in this world that, where there's a cultural difference mm-hmm. between maybe who we want to be and how we want to act and what we see happening and the beliefs that are going on that may not be in agreement with, with what we want mm-hmm. or what we believe to be true. Yeah. Um, so then we, we identify or connect with a church, and then we just kind of like buy into whatever whatever that group identity is in exchange for identity and belonging. Longing. Yeah. So we'll talk more about that yeah. on the next podcast. But one of the things that has been so interesting in studying this out is the concept of the Beatitudes. Yeah. And it, it was fun because you and I have been talking about this and, and learning about it prior to this last chosen episode. Uh-huh. And, and when it came on, it was like this holy moment for me was, because yeah. It was getting to see on screen what I've pictured in my mind yeah. of what Jesus was saying when he was talking about the Beatitudes. And I think it's so interesting, and not, and not even just the Beatitudes, but the Sermon on the Mount. So if mm-hmm. you're looking at Matthew chapters 5 through 7, that mm-hmm. whole synopsis, that whole sermon mm-hmm. that he that he gave. And a lot of times we look at that, and I did it for a long time, literally until about three weeks ago when we were looking at this Um but it's like we always look at it as so blessed are the whatever, so they show whatever. Mm-hmm. And there's all those in the Beatitudes in that first part there. And then it's like, OK, so if I'm humble, then I'll inherit the earth. If I'm meek, I'll, you know, or yep. if I'm this. And so it's like, so I have to be this to get this. Right. So but what kind of like no better, do better, no better, do better. Right. right. But what if Jesus was giving an identity message or he was making an identity statement instead of do this more like this is this who is we who are. we are and since this is who you are this is what happens interesting not a if you're this you'll get this it's no we are this yes. therefore therefore this, this is, the is fruit yours of that. yes yeah i think is really interesting so so what would that sound like yeah, so even just looking at the Beatitudes and rereading them with the thought of 
what if Jesus was talking to the heart of his people, the heart of his group, in, a, in an invitation to identity with him? And he said, and he's saying, we are poor. We realize our need for him. Mm-hmm. That's who we are. Ones yep. who realize our need for him. Yeah. We are ones who mourn mm-hmm. and are comforted. We are ones who are humble. We are ones who hunger and thirst for justice. We are ones who are merciful. Mm-hmm. Wow. We are one whose hearts are pure. We are one who's, who work for peace. And we are ones who are persecuted for doing right. This is who we are. That's so good. Yeah. It shifts the whole concept of I need to go do. Yeah. What if, what if our churches hmm. and our communities that was our mission statement or that was our mm-hmm. whatever because we we talked in the last episode or we talked previously about creeds and like this is what is what we believe this is what we know to be true right but what if we based our christianity or what if we based our churches on an identity statement yeah of we are ones who or we are people who right yeah and walk that out because it's really hard to walk out a creed. It is. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And if you, it's just, I'm, I have about a million thoughts going on in my head right now because it, this is who Jesus was. Like he just was. And he said, just come be like me. And, and it really is that simple. Oh, it's hard. Cause we're human. Gosh, it's yeah. hard. Cause we're human, but there's grace for days for that. But if we focused less on, what we believe to be true, because let's be honest, we know we know so little and we see right. through the glass darkly. Right. I think we're all gonna get to heaven and probably hang our heads on, <laughs> you know, on all the things that we decided right. to die on the hill of, you right. know, that we yep. just swore was true. Right. And he's like, Okay, kids, you know, it's like your four year old who just really believes whatever, whatever, you know, <laughs> right. that um whatever that silly nonsensical thing is that they just think is so true when you, you know, the age where they think everything that's fantasy is still reality you yeah. know, and the t- people on the TV are real. And, um, I think the Lord, I think we have that level of understanding often Yes, we do. with the things of the kingdom. It's like, mm-hmm. we believe these things to be true that, that they just aren't even close to understanding. Yeah. I, I think it's another, another interesting part of that too. So we've talked about, again, you know, we're talking about, everything from the book from the half brain church and so let's talk about you know we're not using both halves of our brain mm-hmm. we're only using the left side which would be the logical side or the programs mm-hmm. creeds operate on the logic side of our brain yeah identity statements operate on the right side of our brain so good the relational side this is who we this are this is in who relationship. we are mm-hmm. this is what we do Mm-hmm. And so again, not throwing creeds out the window because they're important. Right. We need them both. Yeah. Our goal is to be whole brain. Whole brain. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. And this so, conversation and all these conversations haven't been about no. throw out the left brain, let's be right brain people. But it's what Jesus did. So, so we talked about earlier too about how Jesus came to rewrite identity. Mm-hmm. And we've said it before too, but I think that rewriting was simply relational mm-hmm. and this is who we are because we know all the law we mm-hmm. know all that we can recite the torah we mm-hmm. know all the law we have all of that mm-hmm. but now we're, re- we're rewriting who we are relationally yeah because he 
I really think his message was, you have forgotten who I am and you have forgotten who you are. That's so good. God in flesh. Yeah. He had to come and say, no, 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 no. This is who I am. Yeah. This is me. Yeah. I, me telling you one more time. Or reading it one more time. Isn't going to shift it in you. You've forgotten because it's been a long time since you've experienced me. Yes. And you've been in group interaction and identity Over with hundreds me. hundreds of years, mm-hmm. you've had this group identity mm-hmm. of this is who you thought I was. Mm-hmm. And ultimately, if we, if our identity is, if we're all pursuing the Father and we're all trying to become more like God, mm-hmm. and he's where we're getting our identity from, and we're modeling that for one another... And yeah. we're modeling that for a broken world, then that is where the shifting is going to come. Yes. That's where it's at. It's not about us saying one more thing, trying to convince people of one more thing. It is a, about us being meek. It is yeah. about us being hungry for justice. It is about us being, not not doing yeah. for the sake of doing. It's about us having identity. Mm-hmm. Us having group belonging, yes, and group identity, so that we can create belonging for those who have no belonging mm-hmm. and are ready to sell their souls for it, right? And they are every day. Look around, yeah, everything. Mm-hmm. But we have one who has come to remind us who he is. He, we have one who has come to remind us who we are, and he dwells inside of us. Yeah, it's not even that he came two thousand years ago, right? And that was it. When he left, he sent the comforter to dwell inside of us to yet again Mm -hmm. on a daily basis remind us of who we are and to create this identity and belonging within him and then within each other. And if we had a whole group of people, if that became our identity, could you imagine a group of people, 50, 60, whatever, 25, Mm -hmm. that our group identity was literally to follow and walk out how Jesus walked out on the earth Mm -hmm. and everything that we did was in relationship to each other and to him and that this is who we are and this is what it is for us to act Mm -hmm. how much that would one transform my life Mm -hmm. and your life and then transform the world around us Mm -hmm. because we'd all be living the way that we were designed to live. Yeah. Yeah. And it would give, it would give the gift of allowing others to live that same way. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much beauty to be offered there. Mm-hmm. And, and it's simple. I think that's the biggest deal. This it's messy. It is messy. It's complicated. It's not the easy road, right? right? Simple doesn't Creeds mean- and standards. We those are easier in their own way because then we can judge people by them and we can qualify and disqualify people by them. Oh, that's so good. And you know, not that there isn't right or wrong. Don't yeah. Don't get me wrong. I'm a one yeah. on the enneagram. There's right, <laughs> there's black and there's white. There's a right for way me. and there's a wrong way. Yeah. But that doesn't qualify how we love, and no. if and that doesn't mm-hmm. decide our joy and our gladness to be with people. Yeah. And not and. In healthy, and we'll end up talking about this by the time this podcast is this series is over. Mm-hmm. But what does it even look like when people aren't acting like themselves? Yeah, what do you do then? 
not that they're not living up to our standards, but they're not acting like who they were created to be. Right. Because we know that because we're in relationship with them. Then what do we do? So it's not about saying, hey, we're just going to be all like, we're, we're not trying to start some hippie movement where right. it's like, no. you just be free people. No. And you, you know, like you do whatever. And we'll just be here for you. Right. Yeah. You no, know. it's not that at all. It's the, it's, it's who are you when you're not acting like yourself? Mm-hmm. What do we do? Mm-hmm. Because again, we're created in his image. We're created in God's image. And in that image, there's a way that, that's our identity. Yeah. And so what does it look like? What do we do when we're not acting in our identity? When we've mm-hmm. forgotten who we were. Right. Or who we are. Yes. Yeah. How do we handle that? Yeah. And you go back to that conversation we had about Mary and the chosen. Yeah. She forgot who she was. She did just for a minute. She forgot who she was. Yeah. And Jesus never did. No. He never did. And so that's where, that's our goal. Yeah. That's our goal. That's our, yep. We won't wake up tomorrow and achieve that, but that's Mm -hmm. our goal. That's who, when we wonder where our group identity comes from, Mm -hmm. it's not hard to find. Right. It's not hard to find because he's, he's made it clear for us. He spent his time here to make it clear for us. And so my heart and desire in this conversation and the thought of group identity is going back to the simple gospel because yeah. it's all laid out there. Yep, that's where it is. You've been listening to the Table and Well podcast. New episodes stream every Tuesday. Please subscribe on your favorite streaming service.